0: Hello there, Joanna. Hello, Nate. And hello to all of you. It's us again. We're Stranger Than.
1: A podcast that discusses the strange, mysterious, the unsolved.
0: The macabre. The creepy. And sometimes mythology. Mm-hmm. Like in this particular episode, where we will be talking about flood
1: myths. Deluge stories. Aren't they referred to as deluge stories? Deluge stories, yes. Deluge stories. You know, this had me thinking remember like before covid in the before times
0: yes (laughs) before the apocalypse
1: do you remember how like december through february we had a shit ton of rain out here
0: yeah it flooded my way in and out of the city i live in Mm -hmm. well not my way but a lot of other people's ways and so they went the way i go which made it shitty
1: really shitty yeah there, I have a. I was going through texts and saw a couple about like your road being flooded and whether or not I could get through. And then yeah. my
0: road was super flooded too. Oh right, the one coming off the main road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure because there's that like
1: that marsh, yeah. area there, and it actually like got up into some of people's houses, which had like never happened before. Oh, and goddamn, yeah, the road it was so flooded, it was like almost you couldn't drive through it. It was so deep. Just like you're
0: like, oh, God, I'm glad my car is higher up off the ground. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and had to make sure that the kids had a ride to and from the school bus because that's at, like, the end of the street. and yeah, They couldn't
0: actually walk through that. Yeah.
1: There's nowhere to walk except through, like, water up to your knees, and that's not good, especially in February.
0: Yeah, no. I would have brought one of the kayaks down and then charged to ferry children across.
1: Yeah, I remember early February, Jarek had his knee surgery to, you know, have that it all done by lacrosse season, which didn't happen, obviously. It was February 6th when he had the surgery, and it was very flooded that day. And I was glad that I didn't have to, like, go anywhere after taking him home. I could just kind of, like, chill at home for the next few days. Yeah, just on the island
0: of Joanna's house.
1: Yeah, and that for the girls, I could be around to not only take them to the bus stop, but pick them up as well. I didn't have to worry about finding one or the other just because it was so bad. Floods can
0: be quite inconvenient.
1: I really was feeling at the time and now maybe even more so that, I mean, I'm not a huge believer in Christian God, especially like Old Testament Christian God, but I am, I'm really starting to feel like God is angry at our sin. (laughs) (laughs) We have angered the Lord with our sin, and we are feeling his wrath now.
0: That's possible, I suppose. (laughs) Well, hopefully it doesn't flood too much this year, I guess. We have enough to deal with. We've talked about floods before. In our Hollow Earth episode, we spoke about the Hopi tribes of Native Americans and their tradition of how people came to this particular world was through a flood. Today, I'll be talking about a flood story that a good majority of you guys will know. And Joanno has a few that you may not know. Noah's story begins pretty early. He's a direct descendant of Adam, the first man in Christian mythology. Noah was kind of the ninth generation after Adam. It pretty much goes in Genesis that between each son of interest, sons because, you know, the Bible is super fucking misogynist. The one following the sons has tons of sons and daughters until his death at hundreds of years old. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, and this is Noah, who was son of so-and-so, and and -and so-and-so had a ton of kids, you know, besides Noah. And I think that's sort of how they're saying that the world has more than just these nine dudes and apparently random women.
1: Maybe it was a way to kind of dilute the idea of all the incest that would have had to occur if Adam and Eve truly were the only two people that started life.
0: Maybe, yeah. I don't think they knew incest was bad. I know the ancient Egyptians didn't know that incest was bad. Clearly so, they did not. Yeah, like Tutankhamun was not physically put together well uh from horrible horrible inbreeding. And so yeah, that would be the case too if there was just like the small handful of people. These myths are weird, you know. They're just like Greek and Roman ones. Seriously, mm-hmm. it's like the same the same kind of shit. Adam, the first man, lived 930 years.
1: Wow, that's that's a long time.
0: Yeah, that's a real long time. Well, according to the Bible, anyway. When Noah reached middle age at 500 years old, he had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. During the time of Noah, the human population started to get fairly large, and some of the fallen angels, called the sons of God, started to notice that the ladies were pretty fine looking. This is something that we've spoken about as well, I think it was in the Giants episode, uh, also in, like, the, the Nephilim episode or the mm-hmm. Marduk episode. To recap, fallen angels fuck human women. As it said in the Old Testament, they took them as wives. This is when God put his foot down and decided that there would be no more 900-year lifespans. 120 is all he would allow. The children that these women had, fathered by the fallen angels, were, quote, mighty men who were of old, the men of renown, unquote. I don't think the Bible elaborates on this too much, but I expect this is a reference to people like Hercules and some of the heroes ancient, to even the early Bible folks, Gilgamesh and folks of the like. So basically saying that all of these demigods and shit are actually the children of angels and humans. Fallen angels and humans. Fallen angels. God saw all of this and saw that humans were despicable fucks. He saw that humans were evil to the goddamn core, and he was not Overly pleased he'd made them. In fact, he found humans so shitty that he decided to wipe out not only man, but every living thing on Earth. Just like, fuck this. It's due over time. Shaking the edge sketch, right? Noah was somehow chill with God, so he was given a heads up. He was told that God was going to wipe out all life on the planet with a flood, wash it clean, and start anew. God gave Noah some measurements to build a giant boat and instructions to bring his wife, his sons, his sons' wives On your happy price, price line. Also, he was to bring enough food for all the critters and his family. This is not a thing that would be ordinarily possible, I would expect. The amount of food to feed all of these herbivores would be massive, and then to have enough animals to feed the carnivores would be over the top. The measurements Old Boy gave to Noah to build the ark was 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits tall. A cubit is about 18 inches. It was also said to have three levels in a roof. This thing was going to be 450 feet, or 137 meters long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet tall. This is smaller than the Titanic, and is supposed to carry everything alive on the planet.
1: Two of everything alive Two on the planet. Two of everything alive on the planet, yeah. Plus... More of everything alive and some things if those things have to feed some of the other... Exactly. ...things. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't think that's quite enough room. No,
0: no, not unless it's like Time Lord technology and it's bigger on the inside, which could be, I don't know. As it got close to go time, God told Noah to pack up and get ready, because in seven days, it was going to start raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Noah was 600 years, two months, and 17 days old when the rain started but it seems that it wasn't just from above the water fell, but it also rose from below.
1: Mm, didn't we discuss that? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, in and, uh, the Paul Bunyan episode, Yellow yeah. Rain. Yeah, Racist. Very racist. The water rose to be 15 cubits above the tallest mountain, which is 22.5 feet. Today, the tallest mountain is Mount Everest at 29,029 feet above sea level. That makes a flood at 29,000 51.5 feet above current sea level.
1: That's a lot. I mean, how much was it raining? Because I, got, I have to say just the whole 40 days and 40 nights, not overly impressive when you're talking about. I mean, when it comes from the perspective of, of someone who lives in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, no
0: shit. <laughs> we do that standing on our head. 40 days and 40 nights. Pff, oh, yeah. That's like December and January. hmm But it was also coming up from the ground. And it was supposed to be a lot of rain. I mean, enough rain that it flooded the planet. It says specifically in the Bible that this kills off all land animals, insects, humans, and somehow all the swimming things, too. According to the story, the waters stuck around for 150 days, plus the rain time of 40 days. So it's 190 days.
1: I wonder if it fucked with the salinity, all the rain water. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why it killed... The fishies.
0: Yeah, totally. It made it 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 all brackish or something. In Genesis, chapter 8, verse 4, it says that the flood subsided and left the ark atop the mountains of Ararat. Quote, the seventh month on the 17th day of the month. Unquote. 190 days is just under seven months today, but I can imagine that a few thousand years ago time was measured a bit differently. So... Roughly, I mean, that's roughly works out, the numbers. It took another three months for the water to drop enough that the mountain tops could be seen. It's unclear to me, but it seems like the Bible then says that 40 days later, Noah sent a raven out to fly around until the water was dried up, and then a dove to see if the water was dried. There's no further talk about the raven. But the dove came back saying that shit was still too wet. Seven days after that, Noah sends the dove out again, who then returns with an olive branch. This is when they figure it's all clear, but they still waited seven days and then sent the dove out again, at which point she did not return. I think the dove is probably the woman spoken about best in the entirety of the Bible. Or like the female creature spoken about the best in the entirety of the whole Bible.
1: (laughs) Probably so.
0: Noah waited still, however, because though the water was gone, it was still pretty muddy. It wasn't until about two months after Noah turned 601 that he was commanded by God to get him, his family, and all the animals off the ark. Back in those days, the Old Testament, God liked sacrifices, so Noah killed a few of the clean animals and sacrificed them to God. He burns them. Uh, God likes the smell of burning clean animals. Uh, God
1: loves a good old burnt sacrifice.
0: I'm thinking that's why we don't have unicorns. Is they burned the fucking unicorns.
1: They picked the wrong one.
0: True. They should have burned something else.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Clearly they should have burned something else. Like, how would you look at a unicorn and decide that that is what needs to be burned? Fucking dick.
0: Well, he liked the smell so much. God. He liked the smell so much that he decided that even though humans are basically evil, he wouldn't destroy all life on the planet again. He said to Noah that he and his family needed to repopulate the earth, which is gross, and means that there was an ungodly amount of inbreeding. May well explain we are, we're so fucking stupid as a species. <laughs> uh, God also gave Noah permission to use all the plants and animals on the world for food or whatever, except that all animals must have their blood drained before they eat them. I don't know if like it just wasn't cool to eat everything before, and they were just doing it anyway. Maybe that was part of the violence God dis- disliked so much. I don't know. But now it's fine to use all that shit. Just make sure before you eat the animal, you drain it of all its blood.
1: I'm just still creeped out by God's love of the burnt flesh smell. The Old Testament God was a total different God. (laughs) I swear, I swear it's
0: not the same one that Jesus talks about because this guy was like fucking fire and brimstone. I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. If your wife turns (laughs) around and looks at this shit, fucking fuck her she's salt now now right. burn these animals for me <laughs> bitch
1: although one has to remember that this was a human beings interpretation of what god wanted and what god supposedly said right exactly so i guess maybe it was really like fucked up times like like leviticus i mean moses wrote leviticus Dude, yeah He's going through some shit. Right. It's like, dude, what is happening in your life right now, Moses? Like, this is starting to get really fucking dark and weird. Like, bro, you need to talk to someone, maybe a therapist,
0: (laughs) maybe a rabbi. I don't know, something. This
1: is not the Moses of let my people go and here are your 10 commandments to live by. This is the Moses who's like really. You eat shrimp?
0: Fuck it. You're gone.
1: Yeah. You're dead. You eat shrimp, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, man. This is the Moses who is, like, in a dark place now. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is emo <laughs> Moses. E-Moses. After God gives Noah the permission, he then, like, apologizes again. He's like, I won't do this again. I, I swear to fuck. I'm not going to do this again. I won't flood or kill. I'm- it's going to be fine. Everything's fine. He. It seems like he... He's was like, like, well,
1: maybe I will still kill or make people kill their loved ones just for fun just for shits and giggles but i won't wipe everyone out out, uh, with a flood the fact that he says so many times like hey look i won't
0: do this again leads me to believe maybe during those 190 days he had some time to reflect like you know that really wasn't very nice i didn't need to do that like there were some pretty cool people down there that i just fucking killed the shit out of because i was pissed off at
1: and all the few. animals. Like, really, what did they do deserve that? Right? I
0: mean, maybe because they were violent towards one another. I don't know. It's like, dude, whatever. So Noah, along with his sons and their wives, repopulate the earth. Noah lives 350 years after the flood and then dies at the ripe old age of 950. The Quran doesn't go into much more detail about the flood, but portrays Noah as more of an outspoken fella. Like, he's running around trying to tell everyone, look. If you don't do this, Allah's going to fuck shit up. And no one really pays any attention to him. And, of course, Allah fucks shit up.
1: They're like, you're drunk, Noah, and that's not allowed. (laughs) Go home. Exactly. The Book of
0: Enoch is just like the Old Testament story, but it goes into more detail about the fallen angels and their, quote, wives, unquote. It talks of how the angels taught the women enchantments and botany, which is apparently not cool. The children, as we spoke about in our Giants episode, were giants and abominations of all manner. They flexed at the humans who couldn't do shit against these semi-divine creatures, making them slaves to the point that humanity could barely sustain itself because it was just giving all of its shit to the abominations. It was then that the abominations really laid into the bestiality and cannibalism. Mm. Azazel, a fallen angel, I guess wanted to give humans a fighting chance against these animal fucking abominations, and taught the humans how to make weapons and armor. How very Prometheus-like. He also taught people how to make jewelry and makeup for some reason.
1: Well, that's necessary. Fair enough. Unlike botany, which yeah, is just... fucking botany. Fucking, that's the devil's work right there.
0: Apparently, the jewelry and makeup really corrupted humans and made them care less about God, as well as making them want to fornicate which is sex without marriage. Mm,
1: Well, I always want to fornicate when I put on makeup. It's the best kind of sex.
0: Despite all of this, a bunch of other fallen angels started teaching humans about stuff God didn't want humans to know. Astrology, meteorology, magic, botany. Goddamn evil-ass botany. Mm -hmm. In this account, God didn't notice this right away, but was tipped off by the Narcangels Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel.
1: Did you call them (laughs) Narcangels? Yeah, I called them (laughs) Narcangels. that's funny
0: because that's kind of true yeah well they weren't so much pissed about the sex and the violence but that the fallen angels were teaching things to humans that were only supposed to be known by god and angels the magic and you know the botany god gets the news and tells the Narcangels to bind azazel to a rock and toss his ass in dudale which is basically angel hell then god flooded the place and started over the Gnostic Bible pretty much melds and shortens the Old Testament and Book of Enoch stories. And it says it in less prose and more as a, like, in paragraph format. Mm. And so that's basically, uh, that's the Bible Noah flood story as read in the, the Old Testament, the Koran, the Gnostic Bible, and the Book of Enoch.
1: What was that movie um, with Jim Carrey about building the ark? No, it wasn't Jim Carrey. It was Steve Carell. Remember how he becomes like Noah? I
0: didn't see that. I did see... I think it was called Noah, which was a very different version of the Flood story. Pretty good. I liked it. It was weird. I don't know if it was actually called Noah or not. I can't really remember anyone that was in it, but it was... I liked it. Not a comedy. I'm Not sure the a Steve Carell one was a comedy.
1: The Steve Carell one was a comedy, and I was getting it mixed up with Bruce Almighty, which is why I uh, messed it up <laughs> with Jim Carrey, because Steve Carell was actually in Bruce Almighty too. Like, was he, he was, really? He was, but he had a smaller part because he wasn't like as big he wasn't like big yet.
0: Oh, right, yeah. But then
1: yeah, Steve Carell did the the whole Noah uh comedy where it was like just kind of against his will. Like he's selected to be Noah and It's really good. I thought it was funny.
0: Yeah, the movie I was talking about is, in fact, called Noah, and it has Russell Crowe, Jennifer Connelly, Anthony Hopkins, Emma Watson, and is directed by Darren Aronofsky, who did Requiem for a Dream and Pi. It didn't do very well. Didn't do very well, but... I feel like I tried
1: to watch it and couldn't. It was... I liked it. It was all not
0: the Bible story, but it was good. (laughs) It was good. What do you have for us, Joanna?
1: Well, just about every culture has a flood story. That's right. So, I decided to draw on some from the far east. All right. This first one is a Buddhist flood story. So, that would be from China or from India. I believe it is India because it references an Indian village. I would say then that yeah, <laughs> India.
0: Not a lot of Indian villages in China.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't Buddhism practiced in Japan too? Yes, it is. Alright. Just making sure, because I was like, wait a second, was I totally wrong about that all this time? No,
0: it's practiced all over all over that area.
1: Most of the information I got about this and the other stories uh came from PBS.org as well as ancientorigins.net an article by April Holloway, and PBS.org, it was an article by Lenley Keep. The Buddhist flood story is called Samudha Veneja Jataka. In an Indian village, there lived 1,000 families of dishonest carpenters.
0: Contractors, dude. You got to be careful (laughs) with contractors.
1: These carpenters would tell people that they could build anything from houses— to chairs and would take the money and never deliver any goods or do any of the work because of this they were despised by everyone else in the village because apparently this is a really big village that they can have this faction of fraudulent carpenters and there's a thousand of them in their families
0: that's a shitload of fraudulent carpenters
1: that is and i was like are they even carpenters
0: is there even a village? I mean, <laughs> just a bunch of people living in holes because all the carpenters stole their fucking money.
1: They decided that they needed to relocate because everyone hated the shit out of them. They built a ship, so it's like, oh, okay. So they actually are carpenters. No, they can. That's, that's where the do carpentry yeah. comes into play here. And they sailed until they found a beautiful island. The island was populated by a man who had been shipwrecked, so just one dude. The man told them that the food was plentiful, life on the island was comfortable, and the carpenters were welcome to stay. When you're the only inhabitant of an island, I guess you have ultimate deciding power on whether or not people get to stay.
0: I guess, but also there's a thousand of them, their families, and then just you, so are you really going to stop them?
1: Right. I think he, but I feel like he was kind of like, like, I guess you can stay. Like, it's okay if you stay.
0: They were fraudulent carpenters, (laughs) but they weren't rude.
1: The only catch was that the island was haunted by spirits.
0: (laughs) The only catch?
1: The only catch, because, you know, like, there's always got to be something.
0: This guy was just the ancient Indian Zach (laughs) Beggins.
1: The spirits' only rule was that Every time a human needed to defecate or urinate, they needed to dig a hole and cover it up when they were finished, which really is, that's just like good hygiene. Yeah,
0: I mean, even cats do that.
1: I don't know about digging a hole just to pee into, like well, every time. They should time. have latrines built. But definitely people should bury their shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Especially if you've got a thousand people in their families.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of
0: shit. You need to have some kind of way to manage all that waste.
1: Well, apparently they weren't going to build anything because...
0: (laughs) Yeah, the only thing they're ever going to build is that fucking boat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The spirits wanted to keep the island clean, and can't really blame them for that. Don't
0: blame them for that at all, no.
1: The carpenters loved the island and decided to have a big party to celebrate their new home. Turns out they were musicians as well with hit songs such as Close to You and Top of the World. No shit. Wow. That was the actual Carpenters, the band The Carpenters. Oh, 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 I see. That was me making
0: a joke. That's Yeah, I just am ignorant (laughs) to the band The Carpenters.
1: However, during all their partying, they became drunk on fermented sugar cane and quickly ignored the rules and pretty much defecated and urinated all over the island. They're just
0: shitting and pissing every. They wasted and just start...
1: I mean, what's up with that? I mean... Shouldn't they be just be, like, puking and hooking up with randoms instead? What's it about the fermented sugar cane that...
0: It maybe just hits them super hard? I don't know. I don't know. I've never had fermented sugar cane, so I... Neither
1: have I. Although I it mean, sounds
0: probably... It's probably pretty good.
1: It sounds delicious. But probably not if it gives you, like, violent diarrhea or something. Something where you just can't keep digging a hole and just can't be bothered to... Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe they partied for so long that they like stopped giving a shit. Well, I mean, stopped <laughs> burying their shit. They're just like, whatever. I'm sick of this. They're drunk and they're lazy, and they're like, whatever. I'm just gonna shit under a tree. Hey guys, this is the shit tree. I don't, I know. don't
1: know. It's just you. You have to be pretty far gone to not have any regard for your own feces. I mean, yeah, like yeah. gross.
0: Be like Spud in Train Spotting.
1: Yeah. Ew. That's I mean, Train he, Spotting. And he
0: had regard for it. He just.
1: Just knew that when they were all like high as fuck, that they weren't.
0: It was just yeah.
1: going to, and they they need they needed their buckets, <laughs> the the urine, the vomit, and the feces bucket.
0: Do not get them mixed up.
1: No, I mean, really, what does it matter? But eh. the spirits were furious and decided to flood the island with a giant wave on the full moon. So it was time for like a big like fuck you tsunami. While the spirits were angry, they didn't want to kill the carpenters. They just wanted them gone.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair.
1: One spirit became a ball of light in the sky and told the people that because of their carelessness, the island would be flooded and that they should flee for their lives. So it was like, run, run for your life. You broke the poo-poo rule.
0: Yeah, you can't clean up all your own shit. Get off the island.
1: Another spirit was angrier at the carpenters and wanted to trick them. So he appeared in the sky announcing that the previous warning about a flood had been a lie. Don't listen to that guy. He gets all his info from mainstream media. (laughs) He said there was nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. Keep on partying. There isn't going to be a flood. This sounds familiar. Right? Somehow. These 1,000 Carpenter families were ruled by two men, one wise and one very foolish. Isn't that always the case?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to guess that everyone's going to listen to the very foolish one.
1: The foolish Carpenter believed the other spirit and told the people to stay, relax, enjoy the party.
0: Definitely. It'll be the best party. Greatest of all parties.
1: The smart Carpenter told his people to build a ship, just in case the spirits weren't kidding. I'm just curious, what happened to their first ship? Why do they have to build? It was covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I'll take that, yeah. I'll buy that. While well, the wise men built a ship, the foolish men stayed and proceeded to drink more. On the day of the full moon, as the spirits promised, a giant wave came up and flooded the whole island. The wise man set sail with his people while the foolish man and his people died. But what a party. Right, I mean,
0: I guess you'd go out on top?
1: Yeah, go out with a bang? Yeah. What's interesting about this story is the flood was limited to just one island and not the entire world. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was more of a... Pinpoint attack and not quite a whole. It was a scalpel, not a bazooka.
1: And only really the the people who didn't want to believe the spirit's warning and continue to party ended up perishing. But a good amount were left to survive. So you don't have to worry about all those like gross repopulation. Right. It's not just uh, one issues. family that's yeah. got to
0: <laughs> repopulate.
1: Repopulate the whole earth. It was like, no, it was just a bunch of people on one island. Some of them. Were foolish and died, and some of them were smart and lived. And
0: very grasshopper and ant-like, except with more grasshoppers
1: Mm -hmm. and more poo. They apparently
0: a lot lot more shit than (laughs) most stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a flood story with uh, that is kind of focused on people's bodily functions. Literally, their shitting habits caused them to be killed. Yeah, (laughs) they were shitty. These next two stories are coming out of China. China has had some actual problems with flooding in the past, and in the present, it can be an issue. Yeah, yeah. In years past, the success of an emperor's reign would actually be judged on how well they dealt with the flooding and protected the food supply. That makes sense
0: because it was a common problem. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was something that they weren't going they they didn't have time to figure out before their reign.
1: All I can imagine is that every emperor probably spent their time having like massive anxiety over the weather. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Feeling it was probably like really unfair that it's something like kind of out of their control. And it's like, dude, why did I get stuck during the time of this major event and flood? Like, god damn it! I hate monsters. Emperor- <laughs> yeah, emperor so and so didn't have to deal with this much flooding, and I and I also can envision kind of. Uh, meeting with the emperor and all his higher-ups and endlessly talking about budgets for dam building. Oh, yeah. Like, every year. And probably you're,
0: you know, getting the people to try and predict how the flood season was going to go. I'm sure they had all kinds of interesting methods of that.
1: And then if you got it wrong, oh, man. be like, dude, can you believe that fucking guy? He said there was going to be no fucking floods this year. And now look at it. Well, as this story goes, one day a farmer managed to capture and imprison a thunder god. Oh, hey. Just how he managed to do that is apparently irrelevant.
0: Okay, sure. I mean,
1: we're just going to Take him, their word for it. Mhm.
0: Ties you laces together.
1: <laughs> that one always works. It always works. The farmer went into town but warned his children to stay far away from the caged deity. It's like, you kids better not be fucking with this thunder god while i'm gone don't
0: poke the thunder god i will i'm gone fuck
1: you guys up you guys will be in big fucking trouble however the children took pity on the thunder god and released him in gratitude the god warned them there was going to be a great flood oh wow he gave the children a gourd i guess a really big one And told them that they would be safe from the waters as long as they were inside of it.
0: Okay, maybe that's also Time Lord technology and it's bigger on the inside.
1: Could be. All I can think about is, like, you know, here, children, take this giant dried squash thing that no one eats ever and climb into it when the end comes and you'll be safe. I mean, I'm not sure if they were talking about an actual gourd, like the pumpkin-y, squashy thing I'd never ever see people eat. Or if they're talking about, like, a, a ladle gourd. But I think they used, like, actual, like, squash gourds as things to ladle water. Yeah, I, so I think you're probably spot on. Yeah. Well, the rains come, and the brother and sister get inside the gourd. They were the only people to survive the flood. Oh, God. The- yeah. So big on the you factor here. Yeah, yeah, they
0: have to repopulate the earth now.
1: They have to repopulate the earth. It's not even like Adam and Eve where they weren't related.
0: Well, but I mean, Adam or Noah and, Eve. and
1: his sons and his sons' wives, which technically everyone intermarrying that were children of them would be like cousins. So yeah, it's 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 a brother and a sister. And
0: genetically speaking, I mean, God made. Eve from, like, his rib and some dust, so... Well, yeah, If he I guess. used the rib, then genetically speaking, she is him. That's weird. Yeah.
1: Well, since it's brother and sister, now we gotta... Now there comes the tricky part of how they're gonna repopulate the Earth with all the grossness and incest, because it's pretty taboo. Yeah. Even for when this story was written. Clearly it was taboo because it has three different alternate endings, I guess, just depending on whoever is telling the story, what oh. their what their level of uncomfortableness is when it I comes see. to dealing with uh, keeping it in the family, so to speak. In one version, the brother and sister were given a special pass from the heavens. Like, it's okay this one time.
0: Like, don't worry about it. We won't we're not looking. We won't we're, count this.
1: We're not looking, we're not judged we We're not looking, we're not judging. Yeah. Actually, no, it is never okay ever. In the other version, the sister puts her brother through many seemingly impossible physical challenges before agreeing to marry him. So she's trying to make it a little like as difficult as possible yeah. for it to happen, but apparently the brother Is able to. He perseveres? Yeah, he perseveres and they get married and she has a child. Gross. Yes. Shockingly, the child was born damaged without arms and legs, which is why you don't fuck your siblings. Exactly. The brother killed the baby by cutting it up and throwing the pieces over the hill. I did not see that part coming. No, but not surprising, really, I suppose. The next day, the brother and sister found that the pieces had turned into men and women. So, okay. I mean, that kind of makes it a little bit better, I guess. Are they still, like, all related, though? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In another form of the story. There is no incest at all. The brother wasn't able to m- meet the sisters' challenges, and they didn't marry or procreate. Instead, they repopulated the human race by creating humans from clay. Hey, there you go. That's the one I would go with, for yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, let's go with that one.
1: I mean, if there's a thunder god, a decimating flood, and a rescue gourd,
0: Yeah, how about? you can
1: definitely make people out of clay, too. I yeah, mean, why the just, fuck not? Let's just
0: do that. That's better than incest.
1: That's way better than incest. This next one is called The Tale of the Yellow Emperor. I'm hoping it's yellow for some other reason than... Uh, Probably because of the Yellow River. That makes sense. I was like, I don't think they would have published it on this well-renowned website if it was actually some, like, title steeped in racism. Yeah,
0: no, it probably has something (laughs) to do with the Yellow River.
1: This version dates back to two thousand or 2205 to 2197 BCE. So some time ago. The flood during the Zia dynasty. The yellow emperor was in charge and had a pile of dirt which had magical qualities and would soak up the water. Nice. I mean, is, I think that's kind of what dirt does anyways. It, but- it can
0: soak up water if, you know, there's enough dirt to soak up the water, Sure.
1: Gun, the emperor's grandson, stole the dirt from him and spread it around so that the people could use it to soak up the waters from the troublesome rivers. Gun also constructed fixtures such as dams to contain the water, but nothing would hold. When the emperor found out about the theft, he had his grandson killed at the hands of the fire god Zurong. Wow. Pretty harsh punishment there, yo. Hey. That'll teach him. This is when Yu, Gun's son, took over. He went to the Yellow Emperor and pledged his loyalty, asking for the magic dirt to help save the people. The Emperor was pleased, and he gave him the dirt and instructed him to enlist the help of a tortoise and a dragon. With the aid of these creatures, Yu was able to route river waters to the sea, dig canals and tunnels, construct dams, and form lakes.
0: I guess the end that was
1: it. That was it.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess he just didn't think to go to Alaska and get a glacier.
1: Yeah, I guess not. And I guess the, you only get put to death when you take the dirt to help others without asking.
0: Well, it's kind of like, I mean, we go back to the Prometheus story side, kind of thing, you know, where Prometheus brought fire to to humans in Greek mythology And he was punished by being, like, tied to a rock and disemboweled by a fucking eagle every morning or something like that. And then he would be—or he'd be killed every night, and then he'd be resurrected every morning to go through the whole thing again. And it's just, like, why the light bringer. They they didn't want humans to have technology and fire. They didn't want us to have the information.
1: And I guess the Yellow Emperor didn't want people to have magic dirt that helps the flooding— Maybe he just didn't give a fuck about how he was judged historically. Yeah. Yeah. But he did want them to have it, but only when asked for it. The moral of the story is no one cares if your intentions were noble, even your own grandparents. If you take the fucking magic dirt without asking first, that is it for you.
0: (laughs) So to all the kids listening, which there probably shouldn't be any ask before you take your parents magical dirt they may
1: kill you they may kill you or it was your grandparents or your grandparents will yeah, probably kill you, or just anyone's magical dirt always make sure because even if you're going to do the same for the, the same thing with it you're going to get killed for it versus yeah. someone who asks for the magical dirt ask always ask like the buddhist story the chinese myths are a little bit Different than yeah. the the Christian versions. Oh,
0: very much so. In so every respect.
1: Yes, primarily it's not that the floods the floods aren't usually a punishment from God. Right. There was the the spirits <laughs> the spirits that caused the wave, but that was that wasn't like a. That was kind of a specific group of people.
0: And I think the, the biggest reason is because there wasn't any sort of monotheism in the area for them to have a god to do that shit to them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you if we look back far enough and like we could find some ancient Hindu flood story or something like that where I know very little about the religion, but how you know one of them floods a bunch of shit for some reason.
1: Most of the the stories that come from the far east just kind of acknowledge that floods happen, oh right, yeah, nature causes the floods except for when you shit too much without burying it, of course, yeah, and
0: that's actually <laughs> i mean nature called
1: yeah it's still it's still uh talking about it like a, a natural bodily function versus <laughs> yeah. versus a uh, sinfulness which can be just that can be any number of things the theme though tends to be more how are you going to deal with the flood when it happens that's where you kind of like rise up and make things better the flood just happens though it's not because god is angered at your sin that's a that's a much more westernized view of it i would say
0: yeah i mean i don't really or you know know just christian
1: whatever just mainstream yeah i mean i don't know much
0: about the other religions and and their flood stories so I, i can't really say for certain
1: i would say though that the whole like you've angered god and he causes the flood that's that was probably something that kind of maybe put in after the fact I don't know about the Noah flood story, but just the whole thing that, like, God causes, the whole idea that God causes natural disasters.
0: Yeah, it's just a way to explain what causes a natural disaster.
1: And also a way to, uh, you know, control the populace by shaming them. It's not just an act of nature. God started that flood because you like to touch yourself. Yeah. So. (laughs) You better get back to praying and handing your money over to the church before he causes another catastrophe.
0: Every time you masturbate, God floods a population.
1: Right. You are you are killing people with your sin, with your shamefulness.
0: You, your sin and your shame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just feel like that's a much more like popular Yeah. A trend as to. So it's more like, popular in the Western religions. That's it definitely it true. is definitely more popular in the Western religions. Like, no, you've done something to make this happen because of something you have done. And now here's what you can do to hopefully avert that from happening. Except that's not going to work because it's just nature basically happening and people trying to profit off of it by saying that. It was the will of God.
0: Well, you know, that's probably true. People claim the will of God for a whole lot of things. Oh, yeah. So I think that is about it for us today. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us on all of our social medias. We're either Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. Uh, just wherever it is. If we're there, we're there. If we're not, we're not. Check out our Patreon site, patreon.com slash Stranger Than Podcast. For $3 a month, you get ad-free episodes. For $5 a month, in addition to the ad-free episodes, you get a bonus episode, of which there are quite a few at this point. Check out ageofradio.org. That is the podcast syndicate we are a part of. There are many, many podcasts to listen to there, as well as stuff to buy if you're so inclined. And with that, We will talk to you next time.
1: And stay strange.